This December 16th and 17th, Northwest Valley Baptist Church presents A Walk Through Christmas, a special night of fun and excitement for all ages. Come and see the live nativity scene with animals and narration. Listen to live Christmas music and caroling while enjoying hot chocolate and coffee. Take part in crafts for kids and explore our candy cane forest. Take a complimentary family picture at one of our photo booths. Get your free tickets at walkthroughchristmas.org or go to Eventbrite and search Walk Through Christmas. Give by faith to step out on faith and to give something and trust God to meet a need, to do the thing that you know is right, the thing that you know God wants you to do, and go ahead and do that and then trust him. Because Christian, the Christian life is living by faith. You say, well, I, I just hate to live like that. It's very uncomfortable. It's glorious. And it's the way Christians are supposed to live. I'm Celeste Montague. Welcome to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church in Glendale, Arizona, featuring the teaching of senior pastor Dr. Kevin Shaw. Dare to Stand is on the radio to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to all who will listen, to carefully teach the truth of God's Word, and to encourage a healthy lifestyle of worshiping and honoring God. For more details about Dare to Stand or the ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church, please visit www.daretostand.org or call the church at 623-581-3115. You can receive a free MP3 copy of today's message or the entire series in MP3 format for a small fee by contacting the church. Well, today we continue our study of the life of Elisha, the prophet who took the mantle of the role of prophet after Elijah. Today, we bring you part two of a message titled, Living by Faith. We pick things up as we consider the aspect of being in a desperate situation and how only God can help us out of that situation. Enter the prophet Elisha and his God. Here's our teacher, Dr. Kevin Shaw. We have example after example after example of Christians, of people in God's Word also making the need known to others. So there is a, there is a place for asking for help that is not beyond um, what faith is. And we see the provision is from God. And so Elisha, so she asks, and Elisha says to her, and he says this strange thing, what shall I do for you? What am I going to do for you? As I've read through this passage throughout my life, I've read this with a certain connotation, a certain idea in my mind. And so as I read it, I would have said, I, I, I always thought that Elisha was saying, what are you asking me for? But that's not, that's, that's not what's happening here. He's saying, he is saying, there's nothing I can do for you. What, what can I do for you? I, I can do nothing. Now, Elisha is not saying 
that he is not going to participate in God meeting her need. What he is saying is that it's God that's going to meet her need, not Elisha. It's God that is going to come with the, with the answer. Elisha says, I just want you to understand. What, what can I do for you? You look at me. I'm a prophet. And as far as we know, as the prophet's, you know, Elisha's situation, he wasn't a rich man. The prophet business wasn't really lucrative in Old Testament times. And so he's, he's not that rich of a man, and, and he doesn't have all of those personal resources. He's like Peter and John going to the temple in the book of Acts. Silver and gold have I none. I, 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 can't, I, I, I can't reach into my pocket and give you money to pay the creditor. So you're, you're asking me, but understand that I have no resources to meet your need. But we're going to do something anyway. What are we going to do? Together, we're going to trust God. Together, we're going to trust God. You know, sometimes asking another believer, making your, prayer, making your request known, is about agreeing together in things on earth. It's about coming together and praying. It's about two or three or four or a group of people praying for one another so that the blessing of God's provision can be a blessing to more than just you. And so, she asks him, and he, and, God's, and, he, and the prophet at this point fulfills the role of God's word to her. She doesn't have um, the full, full scriptures like we have today. And so the, role, the prophet is fulfilling the, the role of the scriptures to her. She, he is giving God's message. God is speaking through the prophet to her. And so God begins to give the answer. He says, Tell me what you have in your house. So we, we want to see that the provision is from God. By the way, no, no, matter how, no matter how the provision comes, wow, I had this really need and I was really hoping that God met the need. And then, you know, somebody else came along and met the need. There's a story somebody told me years ago about a fellow that was in a flood. The flood is rising and he's praying for God to meet his need. You know, for God to save him. And first of all, the ambulance comes along. They say, listen, hop on. We'll take you out of here. He says, no, I'm praying God's going to deliver me. Water goes up a little bit higher. The boat comes. It says, uh, they say, come on, hop in. And, and, uh, and, you know, and he says, no, 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 I'm praying. I'm trusting God. God's going to deliver me. Finally, the helicopter comes, drops the ropes, says, take hold. No, I'm praying God's going to deliver me. The water goes over his head and he drowns. And he goes to heaven and he says, Lord, I prayed. I thought you were going to deliver me. And God says, I sent the ambulance. I sent the boat. I sent the helicopter. You know, we have to remember that every provision is from God. So then what do you do? You give him what you have. See, faith is, faith is, okay, Lord, here it is. Here's what I have. And um, the boy who gives his five loaves and two fishes. He gives Jesus his lunch. There's this huge need to feed 5,000 people. His lunch is just this little bit of it, but, but he gives what he has. We sometimes, become, we become so overwhelmed at what God has to supply, and we look at what we have as so insignificant in meeting that need that we don't understand that what God, because that the expression of faith that God demands in meeting that need is for, for us simply to give Him what we have. That's all God demands. And so, 
And so in this particular place, God had already given you something. He says, tell me, what do you have in your house? And she said, I don't have anything except a pot of oil. <sighs> That's, there's no, no flour. There's no, no animal left. There's no butter. There's nothing left. She has a pot of oil. That's the only thing that she has of value. Now, it would have been of value probably in ancient times if there's anything that could have, except gold or silver or something like that, that would have been valuable in a compact form. It might have been, might have been oil. We see that even in this particular passage of Scripture. So all, all she has is this pot of oil. And so it is interesting. How, it, it, we, we want God to meet our need but meanwhile, we want to hang on to what we have and have him meet our need. I'm going to hang on to what I have and keep it for mine. And Lord, I want you to give me more. And here's what God says, no, you take what you have. And then I will take what you have and meet your need with that. And so God has already given you something. And he doesn't ask more than you have. He doesn't ask for more than what you can give. You say, well, obviously he asked for more than what she had. She had to go borrow vessels. Well, she had the initiative to go do it. But the step of faith, great faith, is giving God what we have when we don't have anything else. I hear folks say, well, you know, I, I'll tithe, I'll give when I can afford it. Now, if you wait till then, you lose the whole faith lesson. You lose the whole point. I mean, the whole point of all of that is to give by faith, to step out on faith and to give something and trust God to meet a need, to do the thing that you know is right, the thing that you know God wants you to do, and go ahead and do that and then trust Him. Because Christian, the Christian life is living by faith. You say, well, I, I just hate to live like that. It's very uncomfortable. It's glorious. And it's the way Christians are supposed to live. So he doesn't ask for more than what you have, he just, but he does ask for what you have. You say, well, how do you know that? I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you give what? Your bodies. What, this is what you have in this life. A living sacrifice. God owns everything anyway. Everything should belong to Him. Let's recognize it as His and use it the way He wants us to use it. So you give what you have. Some good advice for us. Let's be willing to use whatever we have to help others and to be a blessing. Dr. Shaw will be back with more in a moment. You're listening to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church, and part two of a message titled Living by Faith, as we bring you a study of the life of Elisha, who followed Elijah. Visit daretostand.org for more details about Dr. Shaw's church or this radio program. Many in our community are struggling with addiction. Here's Dr. Shaw to talk about an addiction recovery ministry at his church called Freedom That Lasts. Hello, this is Kevin Shaw. Are you or someone you know dealing with the agony of an addiction? You cannot change what you do until you let God change who you are. 
Freedom That Lasts is a discipleship ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church that applies the life-transforming principles of the gospel and Christian growth to the problems of life-dominating sins and addictions. All of this happens in an atmosphere of love and accountability. If you would like to know more information about this important ministry, give us a call at 623-581-3115 or visit our website at daretostand.org. Go to the homepage and click the Discipleship Connections button. Thanks, Dr. Shaw. If you would like more details about the addiction recovery ministry called Freedom That Lasts, please contact Northwest Valley Baptist Church at 623-581-3115. And now, let's get back to our study as we hear Elisha's instruction to this poor woman who was about to lose her children to slavery and was destitute. Here's Dr. Shaw. You see examples of the Old Testament and the New Testament. Obey expectantly. So, now we give particular instructions. And here are the instructions that he said. Go borrow, the, go borrow vessels of all thy neighbors, empty vessels. Doesn't this remind you of a song? Borrow not a few. Don't borrow a small number of vessels. Borrow as many as you can. There seems to be a correlation in this passage of Scripture, right? Between however many vessels she can borrow and how much blessing she'll have at the end. So borrow more, expect more, plan for more, trust God for more, especially because she has the command of God in this moment. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon you and your sons, and you shall pour out into all those vessels and thou shalt set aside that which is full. Now, a couple of things here. You know, obedience demands action. Faith demands action. You say, well, I'm just going to... Well, I understand there are t- sometimes faith when we just rest and wait on God. But most of the time in Scripture, faith demands that we take steps based upon the promises of God. That we actually do things based upon the promises of God. That faith expressed in action, in obedience. He says, he says, borrow not a few. In fact, great faith demands at times great action. Taking big steps, doing big things. I love what she does here. So she goes to borrow the vessels. Actually, that isn't what happens. She sends her two sons out to borrow the vessels. Did you notice that in the text? In the text, so she went from him and shut the door upon her sons. And they were the ones that are out bringing her the vessels. Now, I think she was out probably too. But they were, they were borrowing as many. Can we borrow? Can I borrow a pitcher? Can I borrow a, you know, can I, can I borrow a bowl? Can I, and she, I mean, they borrowed everything that they could borrow. And so they have the house full of all of these different types of um, uh, vessels and, and bowls. And then he said, you're going to shut the door. We obey expectantly. And then we receive the promises. Now, he shut the door. You see, what's so significant? Why did he tell her to shut the door? Well, I think that there are a couple of reasons. First of all, so it would be very clear that what God was doing here was miraculous. There weren't people that were bringing in oil. It wasn't coming in some other way. But I think there's also another principle here. And it's a principle simply that, that God does private miracles as well as public ones. God does things sometimes behind closed doors 
that are not necessarily known to everyone immediately. Now, this particular miracle we know because it's written down in Scripture and recorded and people have known, you know, Christians have known about it for years and years, uh, you know, for the 3,000 years that since the time of Elijah or Elisha. But what, but the point here is that God does things in secret. We're going to get to heaven. You say, what in the world are we going to do in heaven? There was an article written not long ago. It was a, 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 in a major religious publication. And the title of the article was, Heaven Will Not Be Boring. I think there are people, that, I mean, I think there are young people who think this, you know, I don't know what heaven's going to be like without my video games. And I, I, you know, if we don't have that, the, the conversations and the stories that are going to be told in heaven, and we're going to have conversations with this, with this widow and find out the, all these details about things that happened in ancient times. We're going to find out there are so many miracles and so many stories and things that happened throughout all of human history that weren't even written down in the Bible and people that did great things for God and, and stories about people's salvation and great answers to prayer and things that no one else knows about, but we'll find out and God God's name will be glorified over and over and over again. And we'll spend eternity in a praise meeting. And we'll glorify Him in all of it. So we receive the promises. Poor, poor, poor. So the moment comes and they start pouring. They take this, this pot of oil and they pour it. And it fills up one bowl and they pour it into a a jar and it fills up the jar and another bowl and another jar and if I could think of another word of another type of vessel I would use it and so they just keep filling it up and filling it up and filling it up and pouring and pouring and pouring you know they become consumed with the task now I I know what kids are like that's one mom that's one two Wait a minute, mom, mom, we filled up four jars. Mom, wait, ten, that's ten. And can you see them starting to keep count? And they're lining them up and marking them off. Bring more, bring more. Fill up more, fill up. And they're becoming consumed with just what's happening in the moment. And finally, mom says, bring another one. And they go looking everywhere in the house. There's not, not any more to bring. And the last drop flows out. The last drop flows out. It was just, just enough to fill everything up. My thought is that not that the last drop flowed out, but there was no more. You know, I think the jar probably remained full too. But I, you know, that's we'll see how that worked out someday. Here, here's what we know: His provision is enough. Now, it's enough in a couple different ways. The oil didn't run all over the floor and out the door. All the jars didn't overflow. There wasn't an avalanche of oil. A flood of oil. Everything was filled enough and the oil stayed. Verse 6. And so it's, it's not necessarily more. See, this, but here's the deal. See, we're, we're Americans. We kind of like to have a lot. We, have to, we want to have a lot. We want to make sure that there's an overabundance, right? So that we can know that there's enough. And usually the amount that we need to know that there's enough is sometimes two or three times as much. In the famous words of Mary Poppins, enough is as good as a feast. 
It was completely sufficient. Then she came, she told the man of God, and he said, go, sell the oil. And there's not only enough oil to pay off the debt, enough funds from selling the oil to pay off the debt, there's enough funds for them to live on the rest. Now, this tells me something about her. If there was enough money to pay off the debt and enough money for them to live on the rest, she must have gathered a lot of uh, pots and vessels and bowls. God provides enough. I think I would have done the same thing as this woman in our story today and gathered as many vessels as I could get my hands on. Stay tuned. Dr. Shaw will return with some closing thoughts in a moment. You're listening to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry outreach of Northwest Valley Baptist Church in Glendale, Arizona, where our teacher, Dr. Kevin Shaw, serves as senior pastor. Northwest Valley Baptist Church is located at 4030 West Yorkshire Drive in Glendale. That's just south of the 101 at 40th Avenue. Come visit our new worship center. Sunday worship service is at 9.30 a.m. Adult Bible studies and Sunday school for all ages are at 11 a.m. And Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m. Child care is provided for all services. Wednesday evening activities include prayer meetings, children's and teens programs. Northwest Valley Baptist Church also offers a quality traditional Christian education for your children, grades K-12, through at Arrowhead Christian Academy, located right on the church property at 40th Avenue and Yorkshire Drive. For more details about the church, kids' programs, this radio broadcast, or to register your kids for Arrowhead Christian Academy, please visit www.daretostand.org or call 623-581-3115. If Dr. Shaw's teaching is a blessing to you, we encourage you to visit daretostand.org. Find out more about this ministry. Consider supporting this program with a tax-deductible donation of any amount. Your donations help to keep Dr. Shaw on the air. We would love to give you some free copies of Pastor Shaw's teaching and minister to you personally. So please call Northwest Valley Baptist Church today, 623-581-3115, and let us serve you in any way we can. You are always welcome to visit Sunday morning services at 930 or Sunday evening discipleship at 6 p.m. I'm Celeste Montague. Do join us next time for more in our study of the life of Elisha the prophet. And now, here's Dr. Shaw with some closing thoughts about trusting in God who will provide for us. Join us next time for more right here on Dare to Stand. I remember one time talking to my dad when I was in high school about, you know, doing some sort of, um, you know, work around the house or giving me an allowance or something like that, you know, just having the money. And I remember my dad saying to the, saying to, the, to me this, he says, how about this? I'll just make sure you always have enough. And I thought about that for a moment. And uh, in the wisdom that God had given me as a high schooler, I, I realized as I started go, working through the numbers in my brain, 
That's a pretty good deal, isn't it? But isn't that exactly what God has told us? My God shall supply all your need according to his riches in Christ Jesus. Here's what he said. I'll, I'll provide enough. Not necessarily more. Not necessarily as much as you think you need. Certainly not always as much as you want. But I'll provide enough. Completely sufficient. Let's live by faith.